We're in Camp Tall Black now. They're in a three-day camp ahead of the uh, 14-man squad named on Sunday. They disappear off to Japan and Australia, and then that squad is whittled it down to 12 for the World Cup. So uh, fever pitch right now. It's getting serious, isn't it, head coach Paul Hanare? Yeah, g'day, Dash. Uh, very serious. Um, but at the same time, it's a, it's, a fun, it's a fun time. You can feel the, the energy and the excitement from, from the guys. So, you know, looking forward to, to hitting the court first thing tomorrow. Well, let's hope these things don't come in threes. here. the terrible news that uh, the spiritual captain, the captain captain, the Mika Vakona, who joined us on the show, invalided out of the tournament, which is something quite shocking because we know how tough that bloke is. And then you add to it today, your next captain, Ruben Tarangi, he's out now as well. Could you just talk us through what actually happened to Ruben? Yeah, for, I mean, I took a call from uh, from Ruben on Tuesday afternoon about four thirty, um, and just I, I believe he'd just got the news from from the specialist. Uh, basically, um, from my um, basic understanding, is there's a, a, a loose a loose body floating around his knee, um, a loose piece of cartilage that's um, sort of lodged or floating just behind his kneecap, and yeah, just have to have to get it out. Um, it just unable to function with it um, with it floating around in there. So, yeah, really unfortunate timing and, and use for, for him especially. So when did he become aware of this this foreign body floating around in his knee? Well, his, you know, talking to him, he, he said after the after the final, um, uh, the NBL final down in, down in Christchurch, he said the following day his knee was really, really swollen. Um, it puffed up, but, you know, Ruben being Ruben, he's, he's quite a tough nut, so he didn't think too much of it. You know, wasn't too much pain going on. He actually went on holiday. Um, to, to the Cook Islands, I think, for a, for a few days just to you know, get some R&R. So it wasn't until he got back to Brisbane, I guess, you know, a week or so later that he started getting that checked out and got the scans and um, the scan revealed that um, that loose body floating around. So, yeah, just, just obviously devastated for, for him and, um, you know, the, obviously the opportunity or the potential opportunity that he had to, to play in his first World Cup has been taken from him and, you know, we obviously... You know, really feel from. Yeah, when you consider the importance he has to the squad as well, both on the floor and off the floor, and the development that he's gone through over the last few years, it really is cruel. Yeah, you look, he was one of the um, you know the guys that we we target, well not targeted, but we um, you know gave an opportunity to to lead the the tour back in 2017 at the Asia Cup and, and did so um, such an amazing job at that. And you know he's just grown so much on and off the floor um, and been a just a massive part of our team and the disqualification process over the last couple of years. And yeah, just uh, uh, to, to sort of you know, miss that last uh, last hurdle uh, in terms of getting ready for the World Cup is, is obviously disappointing. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll soldier on for him and, um, and do everything we can for, you know, for him and Mika and, and others that are unavailable and, you know, hopefully try and book us a... Uh, a, a ticket to, to Tokyo next year. Yeah, well, Mika tells us yesterday that he's still in and around the camp. He's still going to be involved in some shape or form. Is that the same with Ruben, or will he just exit stage left? Uh, Ruben was under the knife literally today, so I think he's um, either getting getting an operator on right now or, or, or coming out of recovery. So, you know, we don't expect to see um, Ruben, but, but fortunately, um, yeah, Mika will be coming over and, and just being, you know, he's a massive part of, of our team, whether he's playing on a singlet or not. So just having him around the group, I think, will be, um, you know, really beneficial for, for the guys. So who are you going to give the poison chalice of captaincy to now, Paul? Yeah, yeah, no one. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want anyone to get injured. Look, that's uh, that's obviously it's uh, uh, something that we hadn't, uh, and for even though you know this, you know, injuries always happen, um, but but it's uh, you know, discussion that that as a staff we're having now in terms of you know who who have we 
earmarked for, for leadership roles. And we do have a lot of experience still here on our team. Jared Kenny, Corey Webster, Tom Abercrombie, Rob Lowe, Isaac Fortune. You know, we've got guys that have been around the traps for a long time, but it's the you know, the natural qualities that guys like Micker and um and, and Ruben bring to just just the type of people that they are, you know, they have a, um, a natural way of, 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 of leading, um, you know, people around them. So, you know, we're going to have to find, you know, replacements for that, but maybe it's, it's by committee. Maybe it's not just one or, or two players. Um, you know, we, we might head down the leadership group um, uh, model and, and see how that goes. Now, how are you on the ground as far as replacing them um, actually on the court itself on that, that small forward or power forward position? You've got you've got some depth there. I mean, you're not going to be able to replace what Mika brings, but what about the other guys, the other bodies you're looking at? Yeah, I guess what this does, it's not necessarily about replacing what, what we're missing. It's, it's more about now what do we get out of um, the guys that um, you know, the opportunities will be put in front of them. You know, guys like, like Finn Delaney, um, Jordan Natai, um, Ethan Rusbatch, you know, guys like that. Just just a couple of names to, to name a few. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how those guys accept this challenge that's in front of them now. And, and um, you know, do they make the most of um, the opportunities that, that are in front of them right now? Right, so you're not bringing anybody else into this camp? You're satisfied with who you've got to pick from before selection on Sunday? Yeah, it's such a, a late stage. We we made the decision not to bring anyone else um, new into the group. Um, you know, we feel like you know we've got 20 guys here that's um, you know competing for obviously those first 14 spots and then the last um, obviously the final 12. But um, you know, we, we feel like we've got enough here that um, we can put together a really competitive squad. No, I haven't talked to you since then, but congratulations on your NBL final. Jesus, what a hell of a game that oh, was. Thanks, mate, mate yep. how good was that, though? You guys were getting absolutely destroyed. And then in the last quarter, OK, here we go again. That's something. That's entertainment, Paul Hanari. This is how we scripted it, mate. What are you, what are you thinking about? <laughs> was it how Zico Coronel scripted it as well? Because he warned us right the way through the game. These guys are too good. They could come back. But the depth and the strength in New Zealand basketball right now, and I think that's just shown in that final of the NBL, indeed the whole competition. Yeah, I think the the competition um, as a whole was, was fantastic and the exposure and um, the coverage that we got throughout was um, you know unprecedented. So just awesome to be a part of it and 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 for us obviously um, to, to come out on top after you know such a you know really enjoyable season, great finals weekend, and um, yeah, obviously you know Hawks gave us everything they had uh, in that first little while, but um, we've been put in that place a few times throughout the season and we've been really tested um, you know throughout the season and we were able to lean on those experiences and, and keep calm heads and, um, you know, trust the, the process of, of sticking with it. And, and thankfully, you know, it, it worked out the way it did. Well, let's hope some of that um, winning rubs off on the tall black side with some of the members from your team and indeed from the Hawks. You, know, you mentioned Russ Batch before and he, he was outstanding in that fixture. And we, you see, Paulie, you've been basically leaving no stone unturned when it comes to looking for players. You've gone everywhere. You've been sidelined. You've been talking to all the coaches. You're satisfied you've got the best of the best with the ones that aren't injured uh, in this 20 for this squad. You're pleased with what you've got? Absolutely. Um, you know, once again, we've got a, a really nice blend, a blend of, um, you know, experience and, uh, and newbies. You know, I've, uh, you know, we just had our uh, introduction you know, um, earlier today and looked around a group of the group of of 20, we actually have five guys that, that haven't been a part of the qualifica- uh, qualification process over the last um, 18 months to two years. So, you know, even now we're, we're still being able to, to bring in new bodies um, in, into our environment and, 
and into a situation where you know they're going to you know get out have to get out of their comfort zones and, and really push themselves. So um, even though it is a you know a World Cup campaign, um, you know the ability for us to be able to bring uh, new guys into the squad is, is really exciting for us. Coach of the Tall Blacks, Paul Henare, as always, thanks very much for your time. I expect I'll pest you again next week when we know the names of the 14. Thanks, brother. Sounds, sounds good, Darcy. Cheers, mate.